0: We up with Justin Reed earlier today, CEO at Twillis Gold. We saw some big-name hires being made there, took the opportunity to speak to him about what's going on. So, 10000 meters of infill drilling to bring in more of the inferred into the m category. We look at their plans for the rest of this year and there seems to be some momentum behind the stock, one that we quite like. If you want our thoughts and opinions on this conversation, on the company itself and indeed Justin, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com. Justin, how are you, sir? I'm well. How are you, Matt? Not too bad. Not too bad. I, actually, I'm, I'm dying of a slight uh, head cold at the moment, but I'm going to battle through
1: because that's the trooper I am. So, how are you and where are you? Uh, I am well, uh, fully vaccinated, sitting uh, at the Troilus operation, 180 kilometers north of Chibougamou, Quebec. Been oh, up cool. here for 10 days. Busy place.
0: Busy place, right. And you're, you're living, like, on site, you're not staying in a posh hotel. Yeah.
1: Right. There is no, well, it's very comfortable and the food is great. But yeah, we have, uh, we have 145 people up here right now. We have four rigs going plus other machinery. We have dewatering underway. We have permitting underway. It's, uh, it's a busy place. And due to the lockdown in Toronto, why not come here? I can still talk to you. Fantastic. Well, that that must be fun. Have you done that before? Do you have
0: you spent a lot of time on sites around the world?
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, as we as we're really building the team here, uh, I like to spend a lot of time here, not to get in the way, but um, I'm I'm certainly in Shibugamu and in site at site two to three days a month. But this is this is a ten day stint, and uh, I'm learning a lot as well. It's a lot of fun.
0: Excellent. Again, I guess the hands-on approach is uh, appreciated by you know everyone there as well. Hey well, look, um we better kick off. Give us that 1-minute overview of the business for people new to the stories. We've seen a few people starting to look, look at you and ask, ask questions and I, I know I've got a few for you. So if you don't mind, 1-minute overview.
1: Sure. Uh, Troilus Gold, the TLG on the TSX big board. We are now just about a $200 million company developing the 8.1 million ounce pass producing Troilus mine. Produced 2 million ounces of gold and 70,000 tons of copper historically. Shut down, we purchased it in 2017, jumped to today, 200,000 meters of drilling, um, over 6.5 million ounces added, infilling for reserve right now. PA is out, pre feasibility in Q4. Targeting an expedited production scenario. Okay, brilliant. A lot
0: going on. Form of producing, uh, and you've kind of you come back in there to kind of breathe new life into it. But you know, when you when you kind of look at it, certainly during this phase, there's not a lot of sex and sizzle, is there?
1: No, it's it's not uh, on the surface, right? We're not spending a million dollars a month um, on high price marketing. We're not on every banner that you open when you go to various websites. We're putting all the money into the ground. But what we think is sexy, and we're a low-grade bulk tonnage deposit, that by itself is not sexy. But you look at the best operations in Canada right now, Detour, Malarctic, we're the same grade, we're the same size. And they got purchased for what, seven and $14 billion respectively. We're about, we're about making money and so, the faster that I can show you cash flow, the faster that I can go through the permitting process and I can build a team to deliver this to you, the faster you're going to see the re rate in our equity. And that's where you move from the $200 million to the billion to the $3 billion company, complete re rate, just like Victoria Gold did, just like a Cisco did, just like Detour did.
0: Okay, those there's some pretty big names you want to be associated with. I get it. Talk to me about how you're going to make me money. If I'm an investor, I'm interested when you say that. But you're going to have to put up a bunch of stuff together because you know you, you are where you are at the moment. So you've got a, you've got a ways to run here. So what does "I'm
1: going to make you money" actually mean? Well, you can't make anybody money if you don't have people to do it, right? And and so if you look at you know the 400 PA's put out in the market last year and half of them are going to pre-feasibilities and then half of them go to feasibility studies. We're gonna have a massive glut of potential projects as long as capital's available and the commodity prices are still strong. But for us, our single biggest asset has to be our people and our team to do it. So if we just look at the silos of our team, that is not sexy, that people don't talk about, right? But let's talk about our independent board. John Harajario runs the Lausanne School Mines, uh, engineering school in Toronto. Um, he does all the external consulting at Malartic, La Ronde, and Goldex, three of Quebec's biggest gold projects. Eric Lamontagne, on our board, is building the 1.5 billion hard rock project right now for Equinox uh, and Orion. What's awesome is that he's two years ahead of us. So as we move through development, he's just done it all. And we're going to see the hurdles and maybe be able to mitigate some of those issues that he has and others has. Um, we have Pierre Pettigrew, who certainly on the permitting side is incredibly important. Andrew Cheadle ran um, Muscle White for 10 years. We have, a, we have a board set to build, okay? Then I look at our geologic team, Blake Highlands, Bertrand Vassard, Yves Carra, and 15 others. They've added six and a half million ounces in two and a half years. Nobody else has done that. Jacqueline LaRue and Catherine Stretch are permitting an ESG team. Only company in Quebec with our Ecologo certification. Fully permitted to dewater 30 million cubic meters of water out of a pit, happening now. And then I go to our engineering team. Corporately there is me and Paul and others and we've done quite a good job remaining capitalized. Um, we have an unbelievable engineering team. With Ian Pritchard, Dave Marsh, Joe Melbourne, but we didn't have the Quebec builder, right? And so uh, we've had a long process. The board has been intimately involved, and we uh, two days ago we hired uh, Richard Harrison, um, my age, Quebec royalty, unbelievable mind builder, um, cleanup artist, turned around Kitla for Ignico, turned around Goldex after the big fail and. 2010 11. Um, and for the last seven years, from conception to construction, has completed not only all of the engineering, the initial construction, the permitting, the stakeholder communications for the $1.7 billion Odyssey project in the Arctic. And we are very fortunate to have him join us, and it rounds off as our COO. And so now I would say as a two hundred million dollar company, I can confidently say we have all the pieces we need to produce that cash for you as soon as humanly possible. And and that was our focus, building the team. The resource is taking care of itself. But talk to me about Richard for a second, because like you say, that's a big deal. He's
0: done a lot of really cool stuff. Why is he yep. gonna join a two hundred million dollar company. What what, do you, what have you sold him, told him, or what does he see?
1: Uh, I sold him and told him a lot. Um, uh, I, I think everybody, especially in our space, and you talk to them every day, right? He works for seven years at an unbelievable asset at, at Malartic, with it, uh, run by two amazing companies, Ignico like and Yamana. Um, but I'm going to say like gold standard in Canada. um but he's had a big producing mine. He has an unbelievable project ahead of him, but you know, I'm here to tell you, and it's my job that we're massively undervalued. He has completed a huge amount of DD, met the team, spent a lot of time at site, understands what we're doing. And I don't know if Ignico and Yamana are going to go up 10 or 20 times, right? And so he has an entrepreneurial flair I think that he loves the size and um, flexibility of our team and aggression. And so he's going to become a very large shareholder and uh, walk us through this process together. And um, so I think, I think he's going to make a lot of money. I do. And I think he realizes that Troilus has the potential to be a top six producer in Canada for over 20 years. And there are not many assets that can show you that.
0: Right. He's going to make his money because he's got sh- shares, not because you're paying him a lot. Okay. Want to yeah, be clear? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not paying him a lot. Okay, cool. Um, let's talk about the asset, which speaks for itself. Because last time when we talked back in February, you talked about the budget that you got for drilling. Now, this isn't necessarily all expiration, is it? I mean, what, what, what's the focus there?
1: Yeah, we, we have, um, I'll call it 4 production rigs going right now. We're drilling about 10,000 meters a month, which is a big program. Um, we have other drilling going on, but that's more geotech and even less sexy stuff. Um, it's infill drilling. We're drilling to reserve, right? We're 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 drilling ounces to mine, not to add to the resource. Now, when our new resource comes out in Q3, which is not too long away, far away, you're going to see that continued growth. We've had huge success in the Southwest. But 90% of our drilling is infilling and we're having, we're seeing a very good conversion to, uh, to be indicated. And as such, that's going to set the backstop for pre-feasibility, which is what you want. We can have as many drills as you want, drilling as far afield as you want. And we can add 10, we can go from eight to 10 to 12, very simply, actually, we know where the targets are. Um, but an example, two weeks ago, we released results from the J zone, uh, the Western extension or the Western flank of what the pit was going to be. It was all waste in our PA. Well, we stepped down two and 400 meters and we put out you know, 68 meters of a gram, 38 meters of a gram. I'm looking at them here, 13 of 2.1, all within 200 meters of surface, which is all waste. So that, that's ore. That is going to um, obviously decrease your strip ratio, Higher margin material, and it's going to expedite your payback early on in the mine. So, those are good ounces and technical ounces to a mine plan, and that's what we're focusing on. Everything with us is about delivering a mine. And so, these are the non sexy things we have to do, but they're proving very valuable, I think. Yeah, they are. And like, like not se- I don't mind not sexy. Or
0: not having the sex and the off the market, you know, when I look at some some of the headlines being thrown around there, I'm just intrigued by the order of play here. Because you've gone and made an acquisition. I was like wondering, well, hang on, you've got the J Zone, 87, you've got Southwest Zone, and then you, you're you are picking up the, you know, um what was it, the the urban gold minerals project. It's so It's like it, it's kinda of like there's so many moving pieces. I mean, how are you putting it together?
1: Yeah. It's We have with the urban gold deal closing a couple of weeks ago, we now have 1400 square kilometers. And for us, that's about securing the belt, to tell you the truth, because the geologic model that we've put in place that we talked about last time, so the evolution of it, I won't bring it up again. um, We've had such success, the belt has never witnessed kind of that focus before. And so the regional exploration we had previously, success over the last year, we just kept running into them. And, um, and so what we thought is the best time now is to consolidate it while they're small, um, plan for the future. Uh, 5% of our budget is going to re- regional exploration and that's future planning. But Urban Gold had the Crescidia showing. It was a kilometer drilled in the 80s um, intersections of like 34 meters of 1.6 grams, 44 of one. There's a zone down there which is, and it's only five and a half, six kilometers from the mine on the road. So I, I would actually say it's in the shadow of the head frame, if you will. Um, it has the potential to look like a southwest to 87. So for us, we don't have a big pushback. Maybe you can drill out a bunch of ounces at surface. It, Adds longevity and scale to the mine, showing that Troilus isn't an asset; it's a district. So we're going to spend the appropriate amount of time and human capital um, on them, on those areas. But really, all eyes are on the mine. Okay. So, so what are the what are
0: the rules that you you're, you set yourselves and, and you're playing on it? Because if I'm an exploration company, I keep drilling till the drill bit stops giving me mineralization. Okay, I, I understand that. In the case of a former producing. Mine with a lot of what well, you've got a lot of data you're doing a lot of drilling and, you, and you're saying to me this is going to be a mine how do you set the time frame up for that do you say I want to get into production as quickly as possible I get through the scope I'll skip through these scoping studies because we've got all this historical data would you you set it up and do it properly whatever proper looks like to you
1: yeah you you can't cut corners that's that's the that's the one thing so yes. Yeah, so, because we are on an active mining lease and we have permitted tailings facility and we have all this infrastructure, we're ahead of the game. Um, But we still have to do the whole EIA. We still have to go through the process. So for us, you know, you can say, oh, we're going to race to production and be in production in a year and a half or two years. Well, that's kind of BS to tell you the truth because fundamentally in the permitting regime that we're in and the scrutiny that the shareholders and your financiers have, you can't miss a step. And so missing a step costs you time and money at the end when you have that inevitable oops, when you're developing a mine. So we're not skipping any of the studies. The PA is out. Pre-feasibility is going to come out and a full feasibility is going to come out. Um, The permitting process for us at the federal level will start in September of this year. And at the provincial level, will start in Q4. And it's an 18 month process. But what we do know is we know how the rock reacts. We know what the rock looks like. We know how big this is and how we're going to mine it. And so and we know how we're going to process it. So for us, it's about every single step, being able to um, answer any questions and take any scrutiny, right? We want it to be bulletproof every step of the way. And that's how you build a good mine. If you have a metallurgical issue two years down the road after your pre-feasibility, um, that's gonna cost you millions and millions of dollars a month. So we're making sure we eliminate all that today, which you don't get value for, right? We we're at the PA pre-feasibility stage. We've just completed a million and a half dollars of geotech drilling. Not putting out a press release that, hey, the pit slopes are gonna steepen and here's the value of it. Um, the market says, hey, where's your money going? These are things you have to do. And uh, tailing studies as well. We have a fully permitted tailings facility. We're moving to a thickened tails, just like at Malartic. We have to do all of these tests. It costs a million dollars. And we are capital consumers now. That's the nature of the beast. Our shareholders know that. Um, So we have to spend it very efficiently. And efficient spending for us is making sure we tick all the boxes so we don't Delay any longer than we have to. But how, that
0: how, do, you, make sense. But how do you get that balance? It does make sense. But how, how do you get that balance between spending the money the right way, spending the money on the things that need to happen for you know, long-term success, and giving and returning to the market the sorts of blue sky component? And the blue sky may come through, you know, expiration, but it can also come in other other ways. So how, how do you deliver that? To the market because we, we're seeing lots of stories out there delivering these wonderful high-grade big headlines you know narrow you know narrow veins, chasing narrow veins or doing small step outs or yeah. whatever it is but they, they they kind of don't want to talk about those things they just want sexy headlines you you're saying I need to do this properly this needs to be a mine so what are you doing about it
1: well I think the team anybody, anybody who really follows mining actually takes a deep dive at the team they say okay there was a hole, it filled, we're confident with that person and that person. Um, yeah, we we're gonna have exploration and I'm actually quite excited about it and, and maybe that's a little bit of sizzle, but that for Troilus that doesn't add a huge amount of value. Um, what adds value? And again, did the market care? No, that's okay. We bought back the royalty from First Quantum for $20 million in December of last year. Um, was that a good use of capital? Our board and I financially? The MPV of that royalty today in the $1,900 gold environment is probably about $180 million US. We bought it for 20 Canadian. Most companies my size are selling royalties. We're buying them back. Second of all, we haven't spoken a lot about the copper, right? 15% of our revenue comes in. Copper, um, in our PA, we use $3 copper. Copper is at $460. Trost is going to be the largest copper mine in Quebec. It's actually going to be a top 12 in Canada. We've always just talked about gold. Well, the difference between $3 copper and $460, I think this morning, is uh, about $145 million US. So just on the royalty buyback and the copper price appreciation, forget about gold in the last three months has added almost a quarter billion dollars U.S. of value to our project, not to our equity. So I think we need to do a better, do. I need to do a better job communicating that leverage. But what I like is that it's tangible, fundamental leverage in the sense that you're going to see it from us because we're going to build a mine. It's going to be tangible as dollars in a matter of years where it's just not kind of numbers on a paper. And that's that's how our our board is fundamental, our team's fundamental. You know we have this massive infrastructure with hundred and fifty people on site. It costs money to run that beast um, where a lot of companies with assets like ours don't have that infrastructure, so you don't need the people. Um, you know we have to op- we have to operate like a producer right now as a developer.
0: okay, but just be honest, you've always been honest with me so yeah. It's going to be mine. It's going to be mine. That can mean different things. You yep. brought people on. It's quite clear you brought people on who build mines or have got mines back up and running or make mines more, uh, uh, run more efficiently. So you, you build a real team, a meaningful team. We've talked last time about you got to pay more for those sorts of people, but it makes sense for what you're trying to achieve. So I, I, I get that. I bought that last time. When you say, I'm going to build a mine, does it mean, I'm going to set this up for someone else to build a mine, or does it mean,
1: I'm going to run, I'm going to build a mine? Well, we get, I mean, you ask that question every time, we get that question every meeting, and, and, and the answer is, we, ha- we have to build a mine. It doesn't matter whether it's me or somebody else, we have to build a mine, because if you put lipstick on it, and you say, here we are, wouldn't you like to build this? That costs time and money. It's, a, it's about dollars it's about getting that gold out of the ground and producing it. So we are setting up absolutely everything, including the entire team to do that and I fully anticipate that we will be and we want to Our whole drive is to do it. Now we have 51 global institutions that own our name. I am a very, our, our management team owns 10% of the company And what I would say is it's up to you if we do or not, right We are going to if, If an offer comes in, if somebody's interested in expanding, it's cheaper to buy ounces than find them, Um, shareholders decide. right? We've gone through it before. We'll go through it again. Um, But we think Trails is special. We think you could make, it's an asset to form the basis of what could be a great gold company in the future focused in Quebec. We really do. And so everything we're doing is to set that up. Right, but you drive the narrative by saying we, because you, you did it right at the
0: beginning. We're like a melarte. We're like a detour. Those are some pretty big numbers you're throwing at me. That's what you're saying the potential of this thing is. You've got to believe that, and I've got to believe that to hang
1: around. Yeah, w- you know, we're coming at it as sl- a slightly bit slow, uh, lower, slow, uh, smaller, thirty-five thousand tons a day rather than fifty, and that's mainly to optimize the infrastructure that we have. Right, we could. If we go from 35,000 tons a day, which is essentially a sag and two ball mills, going to 50,000 tons a day, which is two sags and four ball mills, you know, your capital goes bang, right? You go from that 350 million that we're looking at now to the five, six, 700 million where you you start talking Cote, Hard Rock and, and, and others, which are all great assets and very comparable to what we're doing. For us, we're perfect. We're trying to optimize what we've inherited to give the best return. Um, and once that's paid back, then we can expand. But yeah, it's, it's an asset that could handle 50 to 60,000 tons a day. And certainly, I think the resource growth that we've shown over the last two and a half years, and remember, we've only been a company for three years, um, with focused drilling externally could absolutely deliver a resource base that could handle that.
0: Justin, look, I appreciate the updates. We, didn't, we, we spoke not so long ago. It looks like you've, you've done a lot since then. stand in touch and let us know uh you know how things progressing and you know and as you as you start delivering, I'd be keen to have that conversation with you. So appreciate your time today.
1: Great. Thanks, Matt. Feel better. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast?